0: Ahoy, Brimley. Is that one, I don't know why I said ahoy. I felt that was very New Englandish. Is that one Patrick McGann I see in New England? What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, right. listen, I, I don't want to eat on the podcast, Jim. I don't think I ever, I think we had some jelly
0: beans once, but you, you see this? I'm going to, not to eat in front of you, bud. What are you, first of all, I'm shocked that you don't normally eat on the podcast. I can't believe that I only do that, but is that a fritter? This is a fritter. From the original Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, my God. It's an OG fritter. You are on vacation right now. Look at you go. That is an OG fritter. It looks old. I
1: had to have it on here, man. It is coming out of the pastry month now. Thank goodness. It was not June. (laughs) Dude, I brought this thing across state lines. Unreal. Are you allowed to do that? I'm in um, Rhode Island now, Jim. Ah, okay. A lot of uh, water here. A lot of... um, Ismiths is. I'm sorry, can you say that again? I said today in the car, I go, that looks like that's an island, but it's attached. And then I had to, I really wanted to annoy Sarah, right? (laughs) I said, I think that's an isthmus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't even know what that is. I just remember hearing that. (laughs) And I like to kick out all the maritime words on my uh, nautical. I, I visited a nautical glossary before stepping into discover Rhode Island.
0: I love it. I'd be using it all the time now. I'd be like, no, this it, it must be an isthmus. <laughs> Merry isthmus. <laughs>
1: Dude, it doesn't even say welcome to Rhode Island on the sign. It says discover Rhode Island as if we don't even know what the hell you're about to get into. It's a, it's a, the state's like a mirror maze. You're just bouncing around. A lot of mansions though here in uh, we're in Newport. I mean uh, that. Stopped to get some cigarettes.
0: <laughs> Is that where they make them?
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think so. It would be great. I think they make lobster belts here <laughs> and, and crab socks. <laughs> they make like body armor out of the lobster shell. <laughs> everyone's everyone's wearing white. A lot of,
0: you know, you know, it's the it's the New England feel here. Oh, the especially in the summertime. I mean, they are like, they live for this, right? I feel like they're probably locked down six or seven months of the year, just like waiting for it to get nice enough out. And they're like, once we're ready, once it's warm enough, lobster every day. I'm very uh, curious as to
1: why here, I guess it's right between Boston and New York City, but like why they built these mansions here. We were, uh, we drove around a little bit last night. Um, We didn't get... In the town until the afternoon. So, we're going to really kind of check them out, see them more by day um, because you couldn't really see them last night. I sent the boys over a couple of fences to get closer. <laughs> good for you. They <laughs> make it back? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yes. Good, good. Happy to hear. Accompanied by a
0: Doberman. <laughs> so, go, just run in there. Just tell him you were looking for a ball. Man, I'm on it. I'm, I'm looking at Rhode Island right now on the internet, and uh, it is Isthmus City. I don't know why they even call it Rhode Island. Is Rhode Isthmus just too difficult to say? <laughs> it's very difficult to say and hard to spell.
1: You're not lying. You weren't even to get past road. <laughs> that threw me off. Like I was like, guys, we're on a road and there's an island. It's great. And then Joe said, no,
0: that's an Isthmus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's really cool, man. That's great. So, wait, wait, can I step back a sec? How was the original Duncan? Did the kids, like, appreciate this as, as one of the greatest things they're seeing in new England. I would imagine, dude, it was like an OG at
1: the original Duncan, because I can remember going to Duncan when I was a kid. And um, in fact, I had a neighbor that called it the hideout. His, uh, his buddy of mine, I mean, this is when I was like five or six and his dad would always come up and be like, you guys want to go to the hideout? Well, the hideout was Duncan, but we didn't tell anybody where we went. Never. You know, it was like always a top secret mission. But you used to sit on the counter, used to sit at the counter and there'd always be, you know, a person in there that was um, insane, you know, just
0: always someone that tilted toward yeah, yeah. someone who it was their hideout for real. (laughs) They're not even sure what they're hiding from, but that's where they hide from everything. Absolutely. A lot of
1: newspaper, you know, just surrounded by maybe a maybe a coat on in the summer, but we had that experience yesterday. So it felt very, and we were engaged with the, um, with this individual and he was, he was great. He was very nice. But, you know, my kids were like very enthralled, like, are oh, we talking to, who is this guy? <laughs> you, you meet people is what I'm saying. It had that vibe. Like what, you know, it's like, uh, going into a, a diner probably in the fifties and you just
0: sit with people and you start talking. For sure. I want to understand this vibe a little bit. Was it like just the straight counter or was it like the the round counter with people on both sides? It was oh, a round, the round. That's the yeah. one. My aunt, one of my aunts on my mom's side used to be like it, her and her friends would meet at Dunkin' at like five o'clock in the morning. And they'd have their coffee and donuts and read their papers and talk. It was like a non-alcoholic cheers, I would imagine. I don't know. Like it was, <laughs> It was where everyone remembers your name. You know, like it, it, cheers. I imagine they'd forget from time to time after a couple of rounds, but yeah, it was uh it was like a daily thing. That's awesome. Dude. That is a great analogy. That's the
1: show right there. Morning. Cheers. It's, it's like cheers was a donut shop. <laughs> That'd be a very Boston themed show, a Boston theme oh. pie. That's what I'd call it. <laughs> yeah. They had um, a great woman in there that was like, you know, just so new England, like, you know, they had this glazed stick
0: there. Have you ever seen a glazed stick? My man, a donut stick. <laughs> are you kidding me? These are the greatest. They ha- they still have those as an option on the menu. I have never seen them before. So I thought it was like, oh,
1: they had these here. Cause this must be from the old, uh, the old Duncan, the oh. open kettle. You know, this really hit me even harder because I just saw the, the, the history. You know, I was, we were talking on here about like the guys that started things. I saw the one on Dunkin' Donuts, this dude, um, who began started Duncan and wow. the original name of the business was open kettle. And they're like, dude, that sounds like a, a bathroom situation. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to revisit that. Isn't that where you end up after too much Duncan <laughs> over an open kettle? I mean, we visited some open kettles here in new England. This this where they made their, their cauldron of soup and chowder. <laughs> that's where they made, that's where the, the, the brew in Salem, Mass. But yeah, they had um, these clay sticks that I've never seen before. So I'm like, Is it, "Are these just because?" And this woman's like floating by. You know, you could tell now when you go to these places. There's like the kids working up front, but uh-huh. then the generals in the back that are, are in the trenches. You have been spending way too much time in New England. They're grizzled. <laughs> they are just they, they're veteran. They just a bit, and she's just like didn't even look at me, just head down. She's like. Glaze sticks been around 25 years. It just as she like floated by. I mean, oh, don't,
0: I don't see those in the Midwest. Yeah, I don't see them as a Duncan option ever, but I mean I, I've certainly had a glaze stick before. It was a little Debbie had a had a glaze stick. That was a big thing when I was a kid. What? Yeah, it's a much more dunkable donut, is what the whole point, I think, of the glazed stick is, right? Or the stick in general. I mean, it's a much more dunkable donut. Are you familiar with the original Dunkin' Donut? Wait a minute. We never saw
1: a stand-up comic uh, from the 80s or 90s do a little Debbie glaze stick joke. <laughs> How am I never hearing this before? It sounded like you just floated a premise. <laughs> That's great.
0: Little Debbie's out there getting her sticks glazed. That's great. That's wonderful,
1: dude. I just have never seen them. I would have ordered it before. Maybe it's been in my blind spot,
0: but you you seem familiar with them. I mean, I've never had one from Duncan. I didn't know it was an option at Duncan, but we certainly had them as kids. They were like donut sticks. Yeah, it was. It kind of it favors a French toast stick, right? But a little larger, a little doughier, little uh, a little more American, I would say. Um, Yeah, I think (laughs) it's very like I've seen them, but I I, I would love one from Duncan. That's a move right there. Did you have one? Yes. I had one on site. Attaboy. That's why I
1: was able to bag the fritter for the, uh, for the show. I'm proud of you. Even though it was stuck in, I had to peel the napkin
0: off of the, uh, the original tissue. It's an OG napkin. Absolutely. It makes it all worth it. I love though the woman I go, uh,
1: well, we don't really have them in the, you know, in the Midwest. Like, and she goes, well, Duncan started here right around here. And, and I'm like, that is why we're here. <laughs> this is the whole vacation. <laughs> That's why my family is talking to David at the end of the <laughs> counter there. And I, and we're taking photos rather than running. We know this
0: is where it started. That's great. Oh man. What an experience that had to be! What uh, what did you pass up for that? Like what what other things were on the table for for yesterday?
1: Oh, that kind of bumped. Uh, we had <laughs> yeah, we had Plymouth Rock and Mayflower on the uh, <laughs> they were potential, but they got bumped by the original Duncan. You want to go see the Mayflower? What's the what's the food court like? I'm out. I was torn for a minute. I was like, you know what? Those Puritans they hated us. They didn't care about Catholics. Why am I going to go kiss their ass? Hello. <laughs> I don't need to go over to, you know, oh, this is where, plus have you ever seen Plymouth Rock? Like it is, it's kind of funny. Everyone should just go on Google images. I don't mean to be a spoiler, but you look up Plymouth Rock. I mean, it's like, it's tiny. It's, it's underwhelming. And they had it like under a metal grate, like, and the Mayflower is a uh,
0: replica. It's not the, the, uh, the real Mayflower. Yeah, this doesn't seem, I'm sorry, if anyone likes this stuff, awesome. But, wow, really? It's just a rock that has 1620, like, like branded into it? That seems very underwhelming. I just crushed myself inside, too, because this
1: is really not the uh, original Duncan either. It was just, like, at that address. Nothing's the same anymore, Jim. Nothing's genuine. (laughs) Everything is a scam.
0: Were these ordering kiosks here in 1948 when you opened?
1: Don't you love that when they're like, so is this really like where Paul Revere wrote? Like, oh, this was actually the Charles River back then. This was all water. Like what? (laughs) We do that in Chicago a lot. Like, so is this where the, the, was the fire, did it go this far up? This is, uh, you're standing in, this was Canada (laughs) before Daly took it over. (laughs) I think you made the right choice. No, we had a, yeah, that was the right choice. And we've made some other, we've made some other choices that are questionable on the trip. I think the last time we spoke, I was in Saratoga,
0: much <laughs> the Springs, your wife in a bed sheet, by the way. Uh, one of the most commented on jokes I've heard in a while, the Saratoga reference is fantastic. Uh, oh, what were the yeah. Springs like? Oh, underwhelming, Jim. They were, <laughs> it was,
1: I don't even know if we were doing it right. We stopped at the the visitor center and I had to wake up two women in there. I don't know if you've been to some of these visitor centers. (laughs) They're grand places now. They used to be like little little corner, like woodshed. Now they're like, hey, no one's using a library. (laughs) If you guys want that, uh, the old bank,
0: they left. It's just open. Could be a nice visitor center. Used to be city hall. that's not a great sign when like, they seem surprised to see you as visitors at the visitor center. They're like, Oh, Hey, we we got, we got a live family. Come on in guys. No, what do you guys want to (laughs) do?
1: I know they were like (laughs) deep in conversation. These two women that, you know, very, you know, aged Jim. It was, I felt like I was at the end of a quest. You know, when you finally get to that place and they're like, Oh, we've been waiting for you. These two, these poor women just keeping an eye on each other because they're going
0: to die there, Jim. They will die in the visitor center. Uh-huh. <laughs> just no, I'm shocked when a family shows up. I mean, that could have happened this week. They were so sweet. Just ready with the maps,
1: unfolding brochures as I walked up and they, they gave me some cups. They're like, oh, you're going to the springs? What? You're going? To- <laughs> I think they were shocked. <laughs> what?
0: Where do they think you were going to go? Somewhere fun, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like you're still going through with this, huh? All right, here's some cups. Yeah, they did. They gave me like little
1: white Dixie cups that did be- prove to be useful for the uh, the springs nine. It's like going on a nine hole. <laughs> you just <laughs> go to you're check- checking them off. I do. We passed out after the third hole. I was uh, number two is super sulfuric.
0: Have you drank out of one of these? Yeah. Like I, I want to know all about it. What does it taste like? What's the water like? Like, I don't think I've been to a, a spring here in the U S and drank out of it. I went to the Roman baths in England. Um, but I think in there, it's about like, you know, everything other than the springs they're there, but they're not like the highlight of the trip.
1: Oh, let me uh, continue then with my, Saratoga springstale As you just drop in, a, I've been to the Roman Baths in England. All right, but no, go ahead. What are you? <laughs> no, what's your what's your water like over there in upstate New York? <laughs> Wait, you you guys were at Legoland. No, I haven't. No, I've never been. I went to the the pyramids in Egypt. But no, I've never been. Tell me about the uh, the rest stop you went to off the Mass Turnpike. Carry on.
0: You I've never been. <laughs> you went to the original Duncan? No, I know what that's like because I went to the Coliseum once and saw gladiators fight. So I, I can certainly empathize with what with what glazed sticks must be like. <laughs> Wait, you guys were at the indoor pool at the Hampton Inn? No, I haven't been there. I've been to the Great Barrier we- Reef. <laughs> you were on an airplane? No. I I went to outer space. Does that count? I was on a shuttle. Would that have been funnier if I didn't say Great Barrier Weef? <laughs> really? I mean, you could have even <laughs> messed it up better. Great Barrier Queef would have been hilarious, you know? But you did your best. We're working here.
1: I've been doing the Boston accent too much with my kids. They love they love doing the New England. They're having a great time here. You're in a state every other second. You just cross the street. You're like, hey, guess what? We're in New Hampshire now. So, yeah, we were at the Springs for a while, uh, but not what I pictured. Some of them are, like, just, like, spigots coming out of the ground, like, uh, at the cemetery, (laughs) like there was a campsite there. And then the the public bathrooms. And then it's like, this is one of the springs. Is it? And it was, I don't know. It just wasn't grabbing me. Like, couldn't even tell which was Luke was Like, is it? Hey, come try this one. It's like, that's a puddle (laughs) from that's not a get out of there. (laughs) Stay away from the bathrooms. You're too close. Yeah. It's like, what's mixing up here in the groundwater, but I don't even understand it. Like it it really is
0: mineral water and it's naturally carbonated. Oh, that's weird. Like, how is that? Someone in the bathroom probably had something to do with that. No, is that, that seems like a weird chemical mixture that I don't want to know any more about. Wow. That's from the, the heat in the, in our, in our earth, from what's going on underneath. What's,
1: what's up with that, man. <laughs> Even the underside of our earth is going through it right now. Huh? I was pondering that as I was ordering the glazed stick this morning. I have
0: to look that up later. kind of got <laughs> distracted by the basketball hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Tell me about that portion of the trip, man. That had to be a blast.
1: I followed the, uh, the revolutionary war battleground that, uh, We had to stop at first. That's a national park too. So I was like, Hey, we're going to go. It's a national park. It's beautiful, but it's like, you know, self-guided. You just drive around. I mean, was it worth seeing? Yeah, I guess. Yes. I mean, it was, it was worth stopping, thinking about a good, good time in the car. Good family time. Good. A little bit
0: different pace. I don't know if you're a battlefield guy, (laughs) not particularly. I've been to a couple, like when I was in Gettysburg, like you got to go. And I went and I was like, this is what I would imagine an open field would look like. <laughs> this is, I've actually seen a few and they're all very similar without all the statutes. Well, you know, and my kids were saying that too, but and it's not really
1: that fun until you get in the costume until you get in the, in the gear. So once I had them dressed up and handed the boys their muskets, I just remember tying Josephine's bonnet. And I said, listen, you're, you're British today. And she was mad because she wasn't on our team. I said, you, you, you get, you get, you to go across the field. Keep going. See that, that Hill. Awesome. Keep going.
0: <laughs> Dad, can you. Drive me there. No,
1: you're on the other team. And Sarah, she had to, the whole thing was I took a, a musket in the, in the <laughs> rib and then Sarah had to drag me from the field
0: over to the boys. <laughs> I'd love if you guys had a family reenactment. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's great. And you were just there. I'm just watching. I'm directing the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Talk more British.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was something to see, but yeah. Then we drove down to uh Springfield mass, the basketball hall of fame. I was, I was asking the kids their favorite so far. Jose, she said the basketball hall of fame. Wow. Elliot said Niagara falls. Okay.
0: And, um, uh, what did Luke say? Oh, Fenway. I mean, so they've all had some different things. That's a pretty great big three right there. Like that's for a lot of people, that's a lifetime. You know what I mean? That's a great week so far. I mean, that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. It's been great, man.
1: Just to see, I want them to see the country before it falls apart, you know, as <laughs> it's uh, unraveling say, guys, this is uh this is what they had in mind. <laughs> Let's get it in while we can. <laughs> no, but the basketball hall of fame was know it's like, hey, we're back in modern day. Here's the a little bit. You know, they're seeing players they recognize and the Jordan stuff. But dude, yeah, the basketball hall of fame was it was cool.
0: I love that. I feel like sometimes Hall of Fames can be overrated. I know to you it's an important part of a road trip. I just don't know that they're always exciting. But I feel like the basketball hall of fame, like it's cool to see the origins of where it came from. I mean, I'd love to I'd love to dunk on a peach basket. Is that an option? I want to shatter a peach basket. That would be, yeah, that was. They got to have Daryl Dawkins like do
1: a video come in, like just shattering, just boom, come in, splinter up, just shrapnel, (laughs) a basket tearing apart. And the game changed. James Naismith had an idea. Yeah, they do have peach baskets there. Do you talk trash differently when you're shooting into a peach basket? Yeah, I was, uh, I was saying like I'm gonna tickle the fuzz. <laughs> Get in here, fill it, fill it up, <laughs> navel to navel. <laughs> no, they do have peach baskets, and they have a gym. So that's kind of distracting about the hall. Is you go in and there's a court at the bottom, so they put you up on level three and you work your way down. And the entire time, the kids are like, "Ooh, shoot?
0: Can I please go on the court? Can I shoot? Come on. Can we shoot now? I love that. That's great. They, 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 you can see the court when you first get there. And then it's the last thing you do. So you're trying to teach them the value of a bounce pass in the Princeton offense. <laughs>
1: like, we don't care, dad. Yeah, they had like, you know, and that was the cool thing. George Mikan is there with Ray Meyer and Ray Meyer. Like that's a, you know, he's inducted there. So they have great history there. They had the, the shot clock. I mean, what a big uh, turning point that was, you know, as far as like an invention for a game
0: when you used to be like 12 to eight, <laughs> you've coached great school basketball. So you understand the value <laughs> of a 12 to eight game. Imagine, imagine paying hard-earned money to take your family to watch one of them. <laughs> I also appreciate
1: the difference of a, uh, of age and, or size in a game. That's what a guy like George Mikan look like or, or Will Chamberlain. They look like. <laughs> eighth graders playing in the fifth grade league. It's like, where's everyone else? Like, how come they were only allowed to add this guy?
0: <laughs> Can we move him up? Uh, we can't. He's, there's nowhere else for him to go. Yeah, that was, um, it was
1: cool. But then they had like a little bit of a Ripley's believe it or not vibe too. you know, like match up your hand to the size of Mark Eaton is your hand. Or here's the shoe. Here's Shaq's shoe. Every time you turn around, we had to like look at someone's wingspan.
0: Right. I kind of would like less of that. Do you get like a mold of Rambo of Kurt Rambis's glasses? Was that an option at all? <laughs> would that would be ball. unbelievable. <laughs> That's the entire reason for the trip. You could do a, um, they
1: got to do like a broadcast thing, like TNT, like do highlights. Um, and then we did get to shoot around at the end. It's fun, man. And it doesn't take up the entire day. It was just a few hours, a couple of great videos. They have a tribute to Kobe. That is really, it's, it's something. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've seen this, but he wrote a letter to basketball. Um, Now I don't want to say that I created this, but when I got left to packaging, I wrote an open letter to the industry and I'm sure they still talk about today. Kobe. This was kind of what he, it was an open
0: letter, but dear basketball. Have you, have you seen this? Yeah, it was from the player's tribune. I, I have had a chance to look at it. It's been a while, but I definitely read it and, and it's powerful. It's they call it the Pat McGann letter for basketball. Did he, did
1: he uh, win an Academy award for that? The film that goes with it. I believe I he did. And they play this at the hall. It's just a few minutes long. It's worth time. Check it out, people. It's a nice nice piece. But that was very touching. The kids sat down and watched that. Um, But yeah, other than that, um, I would really say the hall was a a highlight. And a nice restaurant in Springfield, Mass, too. The Red Rose. Dude, it's like a Tofano's in Springfield, Mass. I love it. You're eating with the locals. Local, like, just... This, our server, she's worked there 20 years. It's like that's when you're feeling like, oh man, yeah, we're here. We're in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's
0: like it was cool. That's it, man. Away from a visitor center for a little bit, right? Just kind of in like the culture, seeing what it's all about. That's great, man. We did a little bit of that in uh, New Hampshire as well. Um, I think uh, separately, but we kind of both crossed over the border to Maine. First of all, thanks to everyone who came out to those shows at the music hall in Portsmouth. I mean, that was incredible. So fun, man. That was a great town. I was blown away by Portsmouth,
1: New Hampshire. What a place.
0: You had a great line and it was so indicative of where we were. It was just like everyone there, like it looked like everyone there should be a writer just working on their screenplay or their novel or something, you know, very scenic, very like, uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, Hemingway esque you know, really nice quick Rockwell esque I mean, very quaint, very nice, very inspiring, really cool. Dude, I'm telling you, I was thinking
1: about it. Like, um, Like, what do we know? Right. About New England. But to us, maybe we haven't really heard much about that place. It's not a secret at all. Like everyone, this is where people go. I was talking to one guy about, you know, he's like, yeah, you could find anything up here. I'd be surprised. Like that place is just, it's something to see. And I imagine Portland, Maine, where I'd love to go um, is similar. Just that whole, that whole vibe. And we were lucky to be hitting it the time of year that we were are, you know, so it was cool. And we had a good time. We, we got to go
0: out after the show, walk around a little bit. I loved it, man. Got to check it out. We got a cannoli. It was a late night cannoli joint there. That's the cool thing too. Cause it's also like a college town, right? So the vibe flips, you know what I mean? Like it's very slow paced. It's very, just kind of everyone's laid back. And then somewhere around 11 o'clock at night, like everyone's in bed and then the college kids come out. So it's kind of cool to see both sides of Portsmouth. Definitely.
1: And shout out to David Drake. Uh, great comic. His brother came out to see us.
0: Great to meet him. That was very nice that they came out. And then, dude, you run over to Maine. I did. That was actually uh, David Drake's brother's recommendation. I didn't even realize I was going to Maine. I called you and I'm like, I just got back from Lils and uh, I had a cruller, which, by the way, I've been saying wrong my entire life. I think I even said cruller on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's not went- cruller. It's not, there's not even an E in the front half of it. There's just a, just, just one at the back end. So I was like, uh, can I have a cruller? And she was like, a what? And I was like, oh, a, a cruller? And she's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm the one who talks weird? Okay, that's fine. I'll be the one who talks weird here. My fault. You went, you went to Maine and got, <laughs> got made fun of for the way you speak. I did. It was great. It was deserved, but it was like, okay, calm down. You can't even say Bahaba. So let's not get mad at me for calling it cruller. Had you been in Maine before? I had not, man. It was really, and I, it was so close. It was like I drove a mile from where I was staying, and um, I'm in Maine. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, that it means you just cross that bridge right into the border. There's a bit of a border crisis there between New Hampshire and Maine. Everyone's diving across for crustaceans. <laughs> and it is funny. It's like you are in Maine for like the, a foot, and there's a lobster restaurant. So it's, it's right there.
0: Absolutely. I'm surprised they're not just serving them from a cart on the bridge. <laughs> they probably are. They have those shacks around. <laughs> I mean, didn't. it's really uh, a thing. Shack so- with a CK, by the way, not the one that you saw at the museum. So <laughs> you can clear. eat out a shack shoe. That's how large <laughs> a shoe is. You get a lobster shack.
1: That's what they have at the hall. You
0: fill you it, want- it with coffee, put a giant glazed stick in there, and then uh, just, yeah, it's great.
1: Chada and Bob is? canvas. Give me a canvas Chada. That's hilarious. Dude. When we went over there, uh, we ended up that day. We had breakfast in New Hampshire, lunch in Maine, dinner in Massachusetts. I mean, I'm sure that's like the trifecta when you go to, uh, you do Michigan, Indiana, and you're back in
0: Chicago. I think it's a little, little cooler where you were. What a dad thing to do though. How excited were you to share that information with the kids? (laughs) Oh, oh, man, I'm, I'm pointing out the other states, you know, guys, you guys and we're in another state. <laughs> you guys want to go have fourth meal in
1: Delaware? <laughs> oh, yeah, we still got to get there. This is the smallest state I, I saw, Rhode Island, the smallest. So we got to throw out some like facts to them, too. When we're, you know, you got to keep them engaged. We stopped at uh, before we left Portsmouth. We went to the Strawberry Bank Museum, the 1620s. Like they have like a village that's like the 1600s. Dude, okay. we were only there for like an hour, but it was it was cool. Like they had like a woman in there. They're like, there's people out there, they're doing some role plays. So and there's a woman there like knitting in
0: the it's like, didn't I just see you at the visitor center? <laughs> you are active. At two jobs. Did you make the kids break out their costumes again? We like, oh, we're tired. We just got back from the war. Break them out. They wear
1: it underneath. swim trunks (laughs) underneath their bathing suit they have their
0: colonial garb (laughs) do you make them wear colonial (laughs) bathing suits that'd be fun just like (laughs) giant one pieces made of cloth
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're easier to dry they just you hang them out we just roll up the windows on them and drive down the turnpike (laughs) (laughs) that's how they dry off in between towns it's great No, they had a woman there and they well first of all they have a a woman out front. They're like, Mrs. like Mrs. Connor's in there, Mrs. Boyle is in there and she's she's her health is failing. See if you can find out what's wrong with her. And they had like a like it's like a murder mystery or whatever. Oh my god, you're like, lady, we're on vacation. Oh, Joe's wanted to dive right in on this. (laughs) Like, oh God, here we go. We gotta get the magnifying glass out. So we had to figure out what was wrong with this woman. We're reading about all the plants in her garden. We thought she had dropsy. <laughs> then I was like, I think it's AIDS. I think she has AIDS. She's the first AIDS patient. Let's go with that. <laughs> They're like, what's wrong with her? You're like, she's a witch burner. I'd say probably it's COVID. I mean, let's be honest. I tried to swab her. I'm like, can I put you here? Like, this is going to tickle for a little bit. I go in your nostril. You got to get deep in there. You know the rules. She tried to stab me with the thing she was knitting with.
0: Get the hell! (laughs) Wait, so you you talk to her? She tells you like what's wrong, and then you have to go figure out like the answer. Yeah,
1: she was like, "I I, they they moved me to the first floor. I can't. I've been having trouble breathing, and I wrote a letter back home. And I've been been using the ginger and the because that's what they would do. They would just use plants, right? Just kind of give it a shot, right? Like if you weren't feeling well, Jim, you'd be eating (laughs) that plant behind you there. Uh, tear off a leaf from this daffodil be rubbing coin jars on you and (laughs) or at least you have popsicles
0: you need those while you're sick i sure would it just sounds like like, uh, the legend of zelda we like go into the back room and they say something and now you got to go back in the town and explore and bring something back to her and you get your life filled up or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was like yeah. They had letters inside on the desk. You could read the letters and try and piece together. So it was kind of cool in, in a way. Um, but then it was kind of, you know, it was, it was the way it ended. We couldn't really figure it out. And, uh, we talked to her one last time. I did tell Luke she was animatronic. That was kind of fun. Cause <laughs> she, <laughs> he had to think about it for a minute. Um, but then we went outside. And we're like, "What did she have?" And she's like, "Oh, she had congestive heart failure." They didn't know it then, but she, yeah, that's what she had, and she died a year later. Like what? Okay, what? Jos was all bummed
0: out. Yeah. Why do we do this whole exercise if it's not even like is none of the above an option? Yeah. She's like, yeah, she, she's
1: she go. Here's a uh, here's a ring and a stick. You want to run this through the streets? They gave like the kids like some block party games from the 1600s, <laughs> the original Legos. Like they were hanging, you know, putting blocks together, and yeah, Ye old a, cornhole.
0: I don't know why that woman had to die. <laughs> that's crazy, and of congestive heart failure, like something that's not like you know related to just that time. Do you know like, I mean? Is she buried around here? Is, can we go pay Like, no, it was a, it was,
1: a, she died during a rough winter, and they, they ate her. The, the town lived off of her, and then they all got congestive heart failure from eating her, and the, the village perished. Here you go. Here's some yarn. Oh man, that's great. You guys have had a week out there. Oh yeah, man, that was a, uh, that was a good time. But it was, it was, it's cool to see. You know, just bouncing around these old places. And then we, um, went into Boston,
0: man, what a you, great city. You did some things in Boston. I had a, a very different Boston experience than the McGann family did. I, uh, I did the 40 year old man tour. I, uh, I proceeded to, go walking around in Boston common. And, uh, I found the bench that, uh, Robin Williams and uh, Matt Damon sat on in Goodwill hunting during like the famous scene where, uh, Robin Williams is kind of like trying to turn things around in their friendship or in their, I guess, patient relationship, you know, trying to get them to open up a little bit. And, uh, it was awesome. It was, it was very cool. I went and sat and watched that scene where that scene took place. So it was, it was fun. It was different. Wow. Did you pull up any Mrs. Doubtfire? I did. Other people wanted to sit and I was like, you know what? I'm going through a Robin's hole collection right now. I'm going to watch live from San Francisco. If you guys want to pull up another bench.
1: This is where Mrs. Doubtfire talked to Jason Bourne. (laughs) It's great. That's what I should have said. Spinning around him in a vacuum. You got to get your shit together. Yeah. You're good at math. That's a great movie. Uh great Carlton Fisk reference in that movie. I'm trying to picture that scene. I'm trying to what is he, what are they talking
0: about? It's early on. And Will is kind of like had just like uh a, a really eviscerated Robin, like just kind of broke his whole life down and made him feel awful at their last meeting. So then like Robin, instead of meeting in the office, he takes him out into the world, you know, and he's like, You think you know everything, but you know it all from a book. You know what I mean? Like you've never really experienced anything. So you're you can't tell me anything I can't learn from a book until you want to tell me something about you. Oh god, I got you it. You know what I mean? So very like look around you, look what we're doing, you know. And then Matt Damon just goes, No thanks. I'm what gonna go to cool. Duncan. And no, that's not what happens. But uh, I'm a damn <laughs> apples. <laughs> and uh yeah, no, it's uh, it was so it was cool. something different to do. Uh, it was very easy to find. It was like Google maps. Has it listed? There's reviews on it, which is amazing to me that there's reviews on a bench. There are people yeah. like two stars. Someone was sitting on it. A lady was <laughs> feeding the birds. I hate it here. Like what kind of person leaves that <laughs> they're giving reviews on the bench. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And then I looked and the bench is like dedicated, like from a uh, husband like to my wife, Barbara. Now you have somewhere to go feed the birds. So these movie nerds are like all pissed off. They can't sit there. (laughs) Meanwhile, this lady, you know, is like living her life, doing her thing, like remembering her husband, feeding the birds. (laughs) And they're like leaving bad Yelp reviews on a, on a park bench. Like there's not 300 more in Boston Common. The Forest Gump one's better. (laughs) Bench sucks. Well, that's funny. Could you tell other people were there to see that? Yeah, you could definitely tell. They all looked a lot like me. Um, they were all 40 year old dudes who were there, uh, to, to see it. But yeah, there were people like standing around waiting. Like I got there first, you know, there was no one there when I got there, but then I was there for maybe 10 minutes when I left, like there was like a, a dude walking over and then another dude lurking in the shadows behind him waiting to either sit there when he was done or murder him. I left.
1: Did anyone reenact it? Get pictures. <laughs> I- Did you go? I would have gone to the people behind me. Do you want to go see the chalkboard? <laughs> Do you want to go to the chalkboard with me? You know where it is. I do. It's <laughs> been great. Well, that's cool. And then you, uh, man, spend the day there. Did you get, did you get some Boston meals?
0: I, uh, I didn't really do a lot of Boston meals. I didn't really eat outside Boston of, market. I did not go to Boston market. I'll tell you what I did though. That was incredibly cool. I went to a place called the Isabella Gardner Museum in Boston. Are you familiar with this? I I think I saw something on this, but I want to hear it from you. I had no idea what I was walking into, man. A friend of mine recommended it to me and she's like, you got to go. And I'm like, I'm not a big art museum guy. And she's like, there was a heist there that is still unsolved. Like in in you know the 90s, they stole some Rembrandts and uh, they haven't figured it out. And I'm like, I'm in. You know, they've got like all the, the frames up where the paintings were. And it's a huge thing, man. I had no idea. Once I started posting about it, people are like, you've got to see the Netflix documentary on this. And they've got like a four part series all about this unsolved heist. There's a $10 million reward that's still out there. It's crazy. It was so cool to see. Wait a minute.
1: Do you have to like figure out? Is there a woman downstairs? I think we did Is there a woman downstairs? <laughs> She's like, if you figure out what's wrong with me, I'll give you the paintings. Was it, was it congestive heart failure? Oh my God. Here's a Rembrandt. (laughs) Dude. I saw the beginning of that documentary. I don't know that I finished it, but it's a small museum, right? And the security was super lax.
0: These guys came in. Did you finish the, have you watched it? I'm almost done with the fourth episode. So I think we talked about it because I wanted to watch it like at the beginning of, you know, toward the beginning of the podcast. And I started watching it. I'm like, this is boring. I don't know anything about this crap. And now it's like, no, I want to read the books. I want, now that I know what's going on, I want to know everything about it, but yeah, it is super lax. Like it was, it was St. Patrick's day. So they waited till you know, like the wee hours of the morning on March 18th, they knew everyone would be drunk. Right. And they go in dressed as cops and there's just two security guards there. And they're like, hey, we, there's a disturbance. You got to let us in. And then when they get in, there's only one of them there, right? Only one of the security guard's there. The other one's on rounds. So they're like, do we have a warrant for your arrest? And he's like, I don't know. They're like, we're going to have to cuff you while we figure this out. So he lets them cuff him. And then the other guy comes back and they're like, we think we got a warrant for your buddy. We got to cuff you too. And then they cuff him too. And they're like, this is a robbery. And then they just go through the museum for like an hour and a half, just tearing shit out of the frames. It's incredible. Did they get Larry Bird's shoe? (laughs) They, they took a whole peach basket, Pat. What? Where are people going to put their peaches?
1: Dude, I saw that. um, And someone did that similarly at the basketball hall of fame and they cuffed them and then they're like, we're going to go shoot around. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I did, uh, they, they never solved this. And I love that we're so impressed with like, <laughs> they did it on St. Patrick's Day. They knew, and, and the immediate, like, they did Boston, St. Pat, criminal masterminds. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you're never going to catch that. <laughs>
0: I mean, and there were witnesses who were there. Like there are people who are like, yeah, we walked past these two guys. It was weird because they were in like a, you know, a Honda Civic. It's like, why are two cops sitting in a Civic right now? This doesn't make a lot of sense. Like all of this was very, it's well known. There's been, um, man, the last episode's pretty cool. Actually, there's some weird shit that happens. Like they were, they thought they were going to get everything right. They thought they had a mobster who did this. And someone gave them information that a mobster had stolen all these paintings and had them. So they like raided his house. They like made all these signs, you know, we got all this stuff back. Like they were, they were convinced that they were going to solve this crime about five years ago. And then they raided the guy's house and nothing. Wow. So these paintings have never surfaced. Like that's the thing. Like who
1: gets to enjoy these? Are they really, they're purchased. Somebody just is dying to have them. Some what evil person is. Like the combination of sinister and wealth, like you would, what, that would be fulfilling to be like, I have that render <laughs>
0: in my, like, who's, who's it? And you can't show anybody, right? Like someone's going to tell eventually if, if people see this. So yeah, I mean, they are probably spending millions of dollars on the black market for the stuff that no one knows about. I think that's just insane. There's also theories that, like, something happened to them. One of the guys, um, like, uh, he had a hole in his backyard that he buried stuff in, and it got flooded. And he was really pissed about that flood. So there's, like, there's rumors that, you know, I mean, they literally might have just buried him and got him flooded. Can you imagine trying to wring out a Rembrandt? What is that day like? Just, like, just squeeze the Rembrandt a little more. Can I get two clothespins for this Monet? How much... <laughs> How much time did you spend there? 83 minutes I think is the number that they said. They spent like they took their time. They knew no one was coming. Like they there's a lot of people who think this was an inside job as well. And how long were you there? Oh, I was there for 82 minutes. I was like no matter what <laughs> I do, I'm not going to be a suspect. I'm going to be in here less time than them and I am only taking a Da Vinci. I'm not I'm not a monster. So this documentary has increased like the interest of this place big time, huh? It really has. And a lot of people like were just reaching out once I said I was there. Like, you got to see this. It's such a cool story, blah, blah, blah. So it was neat. It was something different. Not something, you know, you see Jim Flanagan has one day in Boston. You don't think I'm normally going to go to an art museum. You know what I mean? So it was cool to do something a little different. And uh, it was fun. I loved it. That's great,
1: man. What else did you do?
0: That was about all, Patrick. I flew home early the next morning. But the shows were good. We had a blast at Laps Boston. I want to thank everyone for that as well. You didn't go on a duck tour. Oh. <laughs> First of all, you can't say it without that happening next,
1: but uh, that's what you guys did, right? We did. We went on a duck tour. Dude, they're great. Anything. Just, it's just worth the price of admission, diving into the river in the amphibious, the ambidextrous mobile. <laughs> I love it, man. That is so cool. Flying around uh, Boston, just, uh, you know, dude, I thought of you. Benjamin Franklin. There's a couple of people that are popping up everywhere I go and everywhere that we've gone. And I'm going to tell you who they are, Benjamin Franklin. And do you want to guess who
0: the other one is? I will say that if Benjamin Franklin's popping up everywhere that we've been, then his kids must not be there because that <laughs> dude is not popping up where they were. Sorry. Go, uh, who would be the other one? Um, is it like a historical figure still? We still in the same vein as like a Benjamin Franklin? Yes. I'm going to go TJ. Nope.
1: Ooh. No, no. You know, it's, it's, it's different a little bit. You no, know, he's, he's American icon, but he's different than, than, uh, Benjamin. He's ah. a, um, let me, uh, let's see. James Woody white trash.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to think of someone whose middle name is Alan. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. <laughs> Yes, dude. <laughs> Edgar Allan
1: Poe, Richmond. Remember? <laughs> yes. He was Richmond, Baltimore, they claim him. He's in Boston. They got a statue of him. He was born there. Yeah. Benjamin Portsmouth. Franklin, Boston. Yeah, uh, yeah. Portsmouth they had uh, Edgar Allan Poe too, right? Yeah. So Benjamin Franklin was born in Boston, lived there till he was 17. Now we have just talked about Benjamin. Is this a Brimley effect? All right. So not only do they talk about Benjamin, but that he's in a hall of fame. Oh, wow. He's in the two. In fact, I looked this up,
0: but do you know what he invented when he was 11? Come on. This dude, the legend of Ben Franklin grows and grows um, at 11 years old. Uh, what he invented. Uh, give me a genre. Give me a type of invention. Sex toys. No, All right. Oh. No. <laughs> Had a few guesses.
1: All right. What do you got? Um, nautical it has something to do with he invented it when he was just you know you know how you, when you're 11 and you're sitting on the shoreline watching amphibians get about and you, it dawns on you that hey we could probably move in the water like that the snorkel no ah the he... duck boat. <laughs> have you used a snorkel as a sex toy <laughs> <laughs>
0: you said it wasn't a sex toy but yes yeah, <laughs> i know but Please continue. That's your brain—that's what your brain connected. To. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on. I'm still on sex toys. I'm sorry. <laughs> a compass. Um,
1: no. no
0: he, I'll move into nautical gear it. one of these days.
1: Like flippers, swimming flippers, which wow. secured him a place in the swimming hall of fame. <laughs> he was he, he was unable to it, unable to attend the induction ceremony in 1999. That's insane. <laughs> but his uh, his. One of his great uh, great grandsons
0: didn't show up either. In the spirit of family, had a boy. Oh man, that's incredible. Go see Michael Phelps and Ben Franklin in the same museum.
1: That's what they have though in Boston. That Chicago-ish vibe of like, hey, this is we invented peanut butter and jelly. We were involved they, in all that. They're out there. They're talking about uh, a lot of city pride and and all the history. The duck tour was amazing though getting out there, uh, diving into the river. Then you're on the street. Um, so we, we had a really good time, man.
0: That's awesome. And I'm really happy to hear that. So what's next? You're in, uh, Rhode Island. I mean, this weekend, I'm going to see you. We're going to the DC area. We're going to the Arlington draft house Friday, Saturday, two shows each night. DMV folks come on out.
1: Yeah. Come on out. We are very excited to get close to the nation's capital. We will be in Arlington. Uh, yeah, the draft house Friday and Saturday. Going to be a good time. I have a show in Atlantic City on Thursday, so we're kind of making our way. I don't know what we're going to do today. We were thinking about maybe going to New York City and surprise the kids. Otherwise, we're just going to maybe, I don't know, Philadelphia, I kind of want to do too. You know? Yeah. We had a good time. And Boston was tough to leave. We had a good time. Went to the Red Sox-Yankee game Sunday night. Beautiful weather. And uh, that park is something to see, dude. What a game. What a night
0: to be out. Incredible! I watched part of it. Is that game over yet, or is it still going? I watched the first seven hours. That game had it all, man. They had, i mean, everything. It's incredible. But it is like Yankees Red Sox Sunday Night Baseball is Ken Burns's baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like
1: they drag everything out. You're not kidding, man. I was feeling it like in between innings, dude. I wanted to run into Ken Burns. I think he has a new documentary coming out. Katie sent us
0: something. Yeah, it's actually a series on uh, on mental health. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, which I don't know if you need 72 hours on it. I think it's a very important topic, but I don't know that watching a Ken Burns length special would do me as much good as I'd like, but we want you to know this is, uh, what is this called hiding in plain sight? Yeah. That's that's a long one, huh? No, I will definitely check it out. I mean, I, I, uh, I don't know a lot of the specifics on it, but, uh, yeah, love to see it. All right, dude. I also, Jimmy, I want to mention we got it. We don't have our soundboard
1: with us, but Tony Sirico, Paulie Walnuts. Oh. Oh man.
0: Oh. What a legend, huh? Ah, I mean, 79 years old, lived a great life, but you know, always good to think about someone and, and remember their career, their life when something like this happens. I mean, this dude wasn't just an actor. The more I learn about this guy, the better, right? I, I just so interesting. Like he was a tough guy. He and was. uh it, and he was in mob movies a lot longer than I thought he was in the Godfather. He had a very small role in the Godfather and there was a great tweet. I saw recently. I couldn't find it again today, but like of uh, showing him doing like his thumb and pinky pose, like that point he does, uh, with, uh, you know, like in the Godfather, like he was doing that early on in his career. I saw that he died in an assisted living center. So
1: I like to picture him dying, um, by suffocation of pillow, by himself, like he did to his his mom's friend at her assisted living center when he robbed her. What <laughs> oh, a mess. That was that was a really you talk about a scene when he yeah. took out. It wasn't really his mom, right? It was it ended up being his. His mom was a nun, right? Right. In the in the show, Gutierrez. But when yeah. he takes out his his uh, <laughs> the mom's friend. Some
0: cash at her house. Remember her? I do. What a incredible scene. I learned this too. He originally um, auditioned for the role of uncle junior. And when he didn't get it, they offered him this role. And uh, he said he would only take the role. If Pauly never turned into a rat, like he had to get that clarified. He would not play a rat. That was a thing he did not want to do. So he would only take the role if he never got turned and they had to agree to that. And they did. For him to take that kind of cool i saw another writer
1: it was like he, he was like if you ever if you ever write a scene that i die in you're gonna die in the next scene it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome <laughs> but yeah he added so much to that show uh, um and uh, so funny in it like the comedy he
0: brought it really did. And, and just him and James Kahn and Ray Liotta, just so linked throughout the gangster movies. I mean Jimmy Kahn obviously having a much bigger career, I would say, right? but uh, very linked at this time and their deaths all being within six weeks of each other, just kind of, you know really spoke to a lot of people. James Kahn, very sad. Um,
1: I actually was more sad when he died in Brian's song though, I gotta admit. like this one this one just didn't hit me as much. The Brian song though, that tore me up. This one uh, a little more expected. No, the it, it's sad, right? He was a legend as well. Thief is that a is that a Chicago? No, that's uh, I think that's Michael Mann. I remember my dad really liking that movie and saying that that was maybe worth checking out. I should watch that again. Um, but then he was um, just kind of in everything. Misery. Oh man, misery. Whew. Remember that? Like,
0: everybody was talking about that movie. Yeah, that's a, that one freaked me out. I mean, he was an elf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was Buddy's earth dad. I mean, probably his most difficult role. We had Bob Newhart in Elf, too. That's right. That's a Yeah, that's a great cast. Yeah, so, I mean, just a, a tough week there. Tough couple weeks there, excuse me. So pour some out for them. We got to move on.
1: We don't want to linger on bad news. What other mentions... Or I have a correction. I think I was uh, I think I called the terrain out here plush, and I was called out on that. I think I was supposed to say lush. I don't know. Is it lush? I thought it was
0: flush with an F. I thought it was brush. Plush. <laughs> brush. That's lush. I, I really thought it was flush, and you thought it was plush, and it turns out it's lush. All right, good to know. I had a correction as oh, well. Oh, shush. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> um, last week, I uh, called something a xylophone, and uh, one of our OG Brims, uh, uh, Barry, reached out. She, by the way, said 140 might be your favorite episode of all time. I love hearing that from Brims. Thank you. Whenever you really enjoy something we do, it always feels good to hear. Um, so, just had it all. Even though she hates museums and sports, uh, and with the exception of the basketball Hall of Fame, she said it had it all. And uh, but one thing she did mention was that uh, what we think of as a xylophone. As kids, the percussion instrument we play is not a xylophone and is actually something called a glockenspiel. Oh, okay. I saw that. (laughs) It starts with a G and I'll let you do the rest, but like, it definitely starts with a G and then a lockenspiel. A glockenspiel? I I remember the word. I didn't know that's exactly what it was. I remember the word. And uh, uh, I guess the difference is xylophones have metal slats and glockenspiels have wooden slats. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Since I had to hear it, I wanted to make sure that everyone else did too. That sounded like the guys who took over the Gardner
1: Museum. A, <laughs> they had a Glock and a Spiel. They did. Exactly. Spiel was, they had warrants. You need a Glock and a Spiel. Well done. Dude, I have a correction. Um, this goes back quite a ways. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of this. You might I remember this. My sister, uh, Beth, she's a brim. She's in the cocoon. She is. The tighter brims, the inner brim. I love it. I think you came up with that many moons ago. Many moons ago. But uh, this was a while ago, too. But if we're doing corrections, I think I mentioned that she, uh, this is, um, we're talking about prom and like prom pictures and one of her students. So I was like, yeah, I gave her like a ash, But it was a picture of him holding cash. Because I remember her calling me a few months ago, like, "Hey, I never took money from a student, so you might want to." And I kept saying, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make that right. I gotta fix that." But no one was calling in. No one. There was no, you know, her boss wasn't listening. Right. Frank Spellman didn't do a piece in the Sun Times. It wasn't like, (laughs) who's the uh, the guy that hides in the bushes? Dave Savini. Oh yeah. Pam Zackman wasn't filing a report. Are you taking money from CPS students? <laughs> I do want to clarify. My, my my sister never took a
0: dime from anyone. All right, you guys heard it here. Beth McGann <laughs> denies all charges. She has not stolen money from any CPS students. Good. I'm happy we did that. Do we have any reviews? Patrick, we do have a review uh, coming in from PMK237. Paul K left this review. I think I know who Paul is. He's, uh, he, he's come out to see us a bunch recently. Uh, love it. Very fun and entertaining to listen to. I like that about Paul. He gets to the point. That is very concise. As you said, to the point. I love it. That's Thank what you, we need. Appreciate it. Anytime you guys want to reach out with feedback, reviews, anything like that. We love it. It helps us so much. Uh, We've got some listener ideas that have come out as well that we need to, we're going to be talking about soon.
1: Jim, is that Paul Canerco? I
0: believe it might be. Former White Sox great Paul Canerco.
1: (laughs) Paul K. Walnuts. (laughs) Love it. Well, thank you for the review. We love reviews. Hey, I also want to give a shout out to my dad. It's my dad's birthday week, July 14th. My dad's going to turn
0: 75. Happy birthday, dad. On Bastille Day, happy birthday, Mr. McGann. And on that same July 14th, Patrick, my mom is also having a birthday. And we'll be turning less than 75. We're going to leave it there. She's a little bit younger. But my mom is Maxine. Uh, Maxine, happy birthday on July 14th.
1: Wait, your mom and my dad have the same birthday? Isn't that Love it. Yeah. How on point could we be? Really on brand there. All right, so happy birthday to my dad and your mom and Jim. We got to celebrate their birthday, maybe in person, together, all of them. Let's get them all in the same room. July 24th, let's get every brim out to Zanies and Rosemont. Very excited about doing an episode live, Jim. We're going to be there Sunday, July 24th, everyone. Zanies Rosemont. We have a 6 o'clock show. Doors are open around 5 o'clock. Dude, there's nothing like the live Podcast,
0: Man, we've done a couple of these and they are the best. We get a chance to meet the brims. Uh, they're interactive. They're a lot of fun. And it's just a, a great experience, right? Like we get to feel the energy. We get to feel your responses. You get to jump in. There's, There's going to be games. There's going to be stuff you might be able to win. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a really good time. We'd love it if you guys came out and all the proceeds are going back to local organizations. How great is that? That's right. And, uh, it's going to be a good time Sunday,
1: July 24th. I don't know if you've been out to Rosemont guys, got a little park out there, nice little entertainment area. There's restaurants. So come out, be with us. We're going to have a good time. We got might have a guest or two. And, um, like you said, the live podcasts are a lot of fun. So just go to Zany's website, pick up some t- tickets, bring some friends, and come join us.
0: Yeah. Anything else we need to cover? Yes. And if you are looking for anywhere to go before or after, visit our friends at Bub City right next door. Grab a bite to eat. Grab a drink before or after the show. Make it a day in Rosemont. Come out to that little park right next to the airport. Watch some planes. Watch some planes. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I, um, I'm going to get rolling
1: back out here in the street. You know, The International Tennis Hall of Fame is right here Ooh. in newport and i think this is where they have the america's cup a little boat race i love I see it. like america's cup references america's cup avenue
0: remember that guy remember was, that was like a thing it's like yeah. a, a cover sports illustrated like connor's where was that guy i don't know his name but i know what you're talking about it was popular for like a year and a half very f1 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like a good boat race dude do you have boating cards Are you had to do a boating card convention I do not. What was going on in our zeitgeist, though, that that became popular for a little bit, you know? And then was that like when baseball was on strike or something? And then it came back. We're like, oh, thank God. I'm not going to watch any more regattas. (laughs) Well, dude, I can't wait to see you in
1: Arlington this weekend. Come on out to the draft house. You know, people out that way, tell them we're going to be there Friday and Saturday. And we'll be back next week. Jim, I don't even know. Hopefully I'll be back home. I
0: hope so. Yes. Come out this weekend. I'm going to swim in the Potomac. And uh, we're gonna have a great time. All right, I'm going back to the isthmus. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, Pat. I miss missed you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.